Well, good luck to Peter Ducey. And every other white reporter, especially if they work for Fox. I think you know Peter. He's just about the only person in the White House media room every day who's willing to ask a tough question. And the questions are going to be directed at a different person from now on. Jen Psaki is gone. She's been replaced by Corrine Jean-Pierre, the first black woman to be press secretary. And uh, she sees racism everywhere. Here are some of her greatest hits from over the years. Racism, sexism, misogyny, all of that, homophobia, xenophobia, we, we connected to Donald Trump. But it existed before Donald Trump. Fox News was racist before coronavirus. They are racist during the coronavirus. Fox News will be racist after the coronavirus. Racism has, was, bef- was here before Donald Trump, and it's, uh, sadly, it will be here after okay. Donald Trump. It walks like a racist, talks like a racist, acts like a racist. It is a racist. And we have a racist president in the White House who really pushes his racism like a peacock. Donald Trump is the first president to have purposefully had made has made racism the center of his of his campaign, of his administration, clearly. I think Donald Trump wants to get rid of legal immigration. And it's because of people who come from brown and black countries. He might do away with DACA, which is another moral line that he would be crossing, which is something that would be enforcing, advancing a white supremacy agenda. Donald Trump was a white supremacist in 2011 when he decided to be the grand wizard of the birther movement. Birtherism, which is inherently racist. They want to put up these Awful voter registration, voter suppression laws, which is racism, to make it difficult for people of color to vote. And voter suppression is racism. That's exactly what it is. Xenophobia and racism has always played a role in outbreaks. If you look at SARS, if you look at Ebola, if you look at yellow fever or Spanish flu. We've been talking about the coronavirus and how it is an epidemic in this country, which is true. But another epidemic in this country is racism. Remember George Floyd, Amon uh, Aubrey, um, and so many lives. Lives, uh, black lives that were lost last year because of violence, um, because of racism, because of, you know, white supremacy. Can we kind of dispel this whole idea that the Tea Party was about the deficit yeah. when, when clearly that is not true? What it was about was a reactionary to the, 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 the racism in America that we were seeing at the time. And what are we going to do to actually um, start the process? Because it's going to take some time to uproot sy- systemic racism racism. We have to keep continue to call out this racism. We cannot stop not doing that. Is that enough for you? Get the picture? Good to know that she's going to be fair and balanced when dealing with the media. I, by the way, I did see her today in her um, first appearance in that job. Not good. Reading, she was asked a question and she was trying to make it look like she was answering the question. She was obviously reading from something, a prepared statement, and not doing a very good job of that. She has a long way to go. Anyway, when we come back, we're going to talk about that and other stuff with our media expert, Jeff McCall. And in our second half hour, a West Coast, Mest Coast update. Stick around. Raised in abject poverty on a pig farm, Kathy Barnett overcame bleak beginnings with hard work and determination following a calling to join the U.S. Army Reserve, a proud veteran, now a homeschool mom and pro-Trump conservative fighter for Pennsylvania, Kathy Barnett is running for the U.S. Senate to preserve the America that gave her the opportunity to rise. Barnett says she's proof that woke liberals are wrong about America. And Kathy knows parents deserve a say in their own kids' education. 
Barnett will fight to clean up Biden's inflation mess, end the welfare state, stop the creep of socialism, and make America great again. And Kathy's not afraid to take on the swamp establishment in both parties to do what's right for Pennsylvania. Send a pro-Trump conservative fighter to the Senate. Kathy Barnett. Paid for by Club for Growth Action. Clubforgrowthaction.org. And not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Club for Growth Action is responsible for the content of this ad. Hi, friends. This is Katie Pavlich from townhall.com. The liberal media and big tech are working overtime to promote the left's anti-American agenda to silence me and the reporters on our team at Town Hall. We must bring the truth to the American people free from the spin of big media and the censorship of big tech companies. Town Hall covers the news that matters, exposing the COVID lies, the leftist rot and crime surge in our cities, the illegal alien crisis at our southern border, and all of Joe Biden's unconstitutional overreach, including the critical race theory attacks on our children and grandchildren by school boards working with the Department of Justice. Visit townhall.com each morning, afternoon, and night for the truth as my team investigates the Biden administration, their big media friends, and leftist activists. With your support, we can keep holding government bureaucrats and their allies in the media accountable. Visit townhall.com today to join the fight. The fight for our nation starts with townhall.com. President Trump has a message. Don't vote for Kathy Barnett. She lost her race as a congressional candidate by more than 20 points. And the problem is nobody knows what she stands for, who she is. Kathy Barnett wants a statue of Barack Obama built. Listen to what Sean Hannity says. I don't know a single Republican, not one, that would ever want to put a statue of Barack Obama next to Abraham Lincoln. President Trump is right. Don't vote for Kathy Barnett. President Trump endorses Dr. Oz. I've known Oz for many years. He's pro-life, he's pro-God, he's pro-Second Amendment, and 100% pro-MAGA. And Oz will strongly support our military, our police. Dr. Oz will restore parental rights. He will ban the ridiculous critical race theory, and he will keep men out of women's sports. I'd just like you to get out on Tuesday and vote for Dr. Oz. He's a spectacular person. He will never let you down. I'm Dr. Mehmet Oz, a candidate for U.S. Senate, and I approve this message. Paid for by Dr. Oz for Senate. Dr. Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz is a liberal on guns. Listen to him in his own words. How do we keep guns out of the wrong person's hands? Red flag laws. Even worse, Oz supported New Zealand-style forced government gun buybacks, tracking gun owners with universal licensing, and an assault rifle ban. No wonder Mehmet Oz confessed, quote, I'm not socially conservative. Mehmet Oz, a Hollywood liberal and total fraud. Dave McCormick, he's an Iraq combat veteran with a bronze star. He's a proud son of Pennsylvania and a sportsman. Dave McCormick is a conservative who you can trust to stand up to the woke liberal mob and protect your Second Amendment rights. Honor Pennsylvania Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Paid for by Honor Pennsylvania Inc. HonorPennsylvania.com This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Well, it didn't take long for the media to blame the shootings in Buffalo on somebody other than the person who shot the gun, whose name we won't mention here, by the way. Uh, Tucker Carlson and Fox News were blamed for suggesting that the Democrats are trying to solidify their power by allowing millions of illegal aliens uh, in to become voters. It shouldn't surprise anybody who pays attention to the American corporate media. and None of that should. Anyway, Jeffrey McCall pays a lot of attention. He's a professor 
of uh, Communications at DePaul University, a media critic for The Hill, and a regular guest here. Jeff, always good to have you on. Thanks for coming. On. <laughs> there you go. Are you there, Jeff? Yes, I am. Yes, good. Thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So did uh, <laughs> any of the media reaction to, I don't know if you heard my intro there, um, uh, but uh, did any of the media reaction surprise you to the shootings in Buffalo? <laughs> no, not really. Uh, and it's, you know, every time we talk, it's almost like can can the media be any more crazy than it has been? And we always seem to get to a new low standard, kind of we're standardizing a low standard in this day and age. But the media seems, and again, I'm talking about the establishment media, as you and I have tried to define that before. But the establishment media always is looking for scapegoats. They're always trying to look for emotion instead of explanation. And reason means nothing to the people who want to create uh, kind of harsh and emotional headlines. And the crazy thing about trying to blame the shooting in Buffalo on Tucker Carlson and Fox News is that buried in this guy's manifesto is his complaining about Fox News. So it's clear that this guy is not like all enamored with Fox News, except for maybe to complain about him. But the reality is, of course, anybody who's going to conduct this kind of shooting is not a reasoned person to start with. And, it, and they're certainly not going to necessarily be inoculated by rational discussion of any kind, whether it's coming from the media or not. And let's face it, when people try to ascribe, you know, a direct cause and effect relationship between consuming a mediated product and then going on some sort of violent rage, they're leaving out all the other kinds of influences in that person's life that would lead that person to commit such an atrocity. Yeah, um, and that's a great point. And they, uh, it's so easy nowadays, you know, if, if somebody did something like this 35 years ago, uh, if he had a manifesto, he would have had to have mailed it to you, you know, or you would have to, you know, you find it when you go through his house with a search warrant and you find something in the drawer of his desk. Now it takes everybody in the media 30 seconds to find everything this guy ever thought about anything. Yeah, and to jump to conclusions immediately, yeah. whether there's any foundation for that or not. And, I mean, that's one of those things where for the establishment media, which, again, as you know, is largely left of center, any particular problem in the United States is going to be blamed on Fox News uh, and, uh, you know, conservatives or you know, right-wing extremists or ultra-magas or however you want to put it. And I think that's really kind of where I think the reasoning in our discussion nationally in terms of national discourse is breaking down, is that we can't just jump to quick conclusions and blame boogeymen who are out there all the time. And by the way, I might say that there are people on the right who like to blame, you know, leftist organizations for kind of all the things that they think are problems in their world as well. True. But, yeah. but, but, but I must say that trying to look at the rhetorical sphere broadly, it seems like a lot of the, um, you know, hand grenades that are being tossed come from the left and they're quick to demonize and to try to make boogeymen out of people on the right, which is primarily Fox news or, you know, even as we've seen in the last couple of weeks here, we want to create, Clarence Thomas and Samuel Alito are boogeymen mm -hmm. on the right in terms of, you know, Supreme Court rulings, whatever they might be, and, by, and even in terms of Roe versus Wade. We don't know necessarily what that ruling is going to be yet, but 
I think it's really unnecessary in our society today to try to have, you know, knee-jerk reactions to anything. And whenever you have speeded up reactions, and I mean, let's face it, we, we live in a media world which is incredibly speeded up. And you mentioned before, if you had a manifesto in the years past, you'd have had to mail it or get it printed or somehow distributed rather than through the Internet. We've speeded up the media world to the point where nobody has time to sit and think through things, and that has caused an, an increase in emotion and a decrease in rational thinking. And whenever we speed things up, we're emphasizing sensationalism as opposed to rational thought, and that is one of the problems in the media today. That's a problem in social media. But the sad thing for me is that traditional media outlets have not been able to respond to this increased speed by trying to slow down deliberation or trying to wait for facts to appear or trying to have a rational discussion. They are quick to fly off the handle like some guy sitting at the end of the bar. And I think that we, would ex we should expect that our establishment media have enough sense to calm things down, to know that they're leading a national rhetorical discussion, and they should be trying to help lead it like mature adults rather than to try to throw kerosene on every fire that gets started. Yeah, and uh, would it be uh, uh, accurate to say that Tucker Carlson has replaced Rush Limbaugh as boogeyman number one? I would think so, yeah. And the thing is, you don't have to agree with Rush or, or with uh, Tucker Carlson on everything. I watch him from time to time. I think he's, he's at least trying to make points. He's got his arguments. Some people are not going to agree. I don't agree with him on everything either. But I would say at least he's trying to create a discussion here. And it, it, it's, it, I know a lot of people think he's unhinged, but he's not as unhinged as people that we see like Don Lemon on CNN. <laughs> and I think the problem is that that is making him the boogeyman from the people on the left. It's not that, you know, he disagrees with them but that he's got such ratings, and yep, he's got so many people him. who are, yep. they've got so many pe people paying attention to him mm -hmm. that they're afraid that his, his discussions are going to get traction, particularly with regards to, you know, illegal immigration and COVID scares and that sort of thing. I think they're afraid this guy is dangerous, not because of his arguments, but also, well, partly because of that, but also because he might actually convince some people that he's got some valid points. Yeah, and he has, uh, that's what, that was the problem with Rush Limbaugh. He had too many people listening to him, and um, there's nothing the left could do about it. And how, how about the, um, the inconsistencies in the media? Uh, there's a great um, screenshot I saw from CNN after the, uh, the guy drove the SUV into a par Christmas parade in Wisconsin. Uh, and the guy was black. And the the line in the uh, on the, I think it was CNN dot com it said an SUV drove into a crowd in in uh, Wisconsin and killed I think it was six people whatever it was it was the SUV there was no human being involved in it uh, and uh, they, so and it took a long time for the media to even mention that the guy was black and he ran over a bunch of white people yeah it was almost like it was a self driving car or something like yeah. that. And again, that's one of the problems with our, you know, our media presentation today is that the editors and producers at the establishment media are not sitting down and thinking, let's put the accurate information out there 
and let people have a run at it. Everything is a concoction. It's a conjured up kind of spin on every particular issue, which is designed to, to politicize everything. And facts no longer just speak for themselves. We've got people trying to push agendas, even on you know, stories where facts are available. We leave certain things out. I mean, as you and I have talked before, there's a journal of, journalism of omission, and that's the case with that headline you're referencing from CNN. You know, they know what the facts are. They've omitted consciously to provide the full context that people might want to know about that particular story. And it certainly comes off as unfair. And I know that all news stories have to be, you know, run through kind of the predispositions or the attitudes of journalists. But journalism is still a skill. And responsible, rational people can sit down, look at all the facts and say, this is part of the story and we need to get that out there. And, and they don't do that. And I mean, we know today, you know, that the New York Times has already acknowledged several weeks ago that the Hunter Biden laptop story was real. Right. But they haven't done any follow-up on that. No. And even, and even once the New York Times came to that recognition, a little late to the party, I would think, none of the major networks have pursued that story in the least. And if it weren't for Fox News uh, or maybe Newsmax or programs like yours, the, most most people around the country would never have any idea about the relevance of Hunter Biden's laptop or his connections, you know, with foreign governments or the Chinese. And that's where I think that the, the media are doing a disservice to us because they're clearly wanting to play favorites rather than to inform the nation and let people go about their business with the information fully right in front of them because they, they basically look at the audience as a bunch of suckers to be spun. Mm -hmm. And I just think that is so condescending for average American citizens to think that we've got to defend ourselves all the time against media spin and that they have so little respect for us that they're not just going to report news to us and let us make our own decisions. We're talking to Jeff McCall. He's a professor of communications at DePaul University and also a media critic for The Hill. Um, so uh, um, I, I, I was going to uh, wait and ask you about this later, but since you brought up um, something that kind of relates to this uh, follow-up, you know, to the Hunter Biden story. You know, the movie 2000 Mules is out there uh, yeah. and being ignored by all the networks, including Fox, by the way. But um, I'm just asking you, uh, imagine what the difference would be if the same, uh, t the same movie had been produced by uh, Michael Moore in 2018 with the same kind of evidence showing that Hillary Clinton's uh, uh, presidency was stolen from her. The, the difference in the reaction to, uh, from the media. Would it be um, the lead story almost every day for a week? Oh, the, probably more than a week. Yeah. And, 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 and they would certainly want to be making a high profile of it. They'd have the producer, in this case Dinesh D'Souza, you know, on every major yep. network program and on Good Morning America, it would lead, and everybody would be wringing their hands. Uh, and what's interesting about that is, I think I've mentioned this before on your show, but Rasmussen reports in surveys it, within the last year have demonstrated that about half of all Democrats still think that Hillary was the legitimate winner yeah. Yeah. in 2016. And so if there were a film produced that provided any credibility at all to that 
that maybe Hillary was the legitimate winner. That would be all over the place. And here's one of those things. I have not seen the movie 2000 Mules. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I probably should at some point. But, so I, I don't want to go too far down this path because I haven't seen it. But I would say this, um, w- without providing any support or opposition to its credibility, I would say it's been researched pretty thoroughly. The, the, the organization that Dinesh D'Souza worked with has worked very hard, and they know, of course, that if there's any inaccuracy or anything to challenge, that they're going to be totally discredited. Mm-hmm. And so I would say this. Um, if the mainstream media uh, would look at this, they should look at it critically and either provide support that maybe D'Souza has some points there, that maybe this movie is worth our consideration, or they should research very hard to disprove uh, and discredit what's in there. And if they can't do that, um, then maybe we do, do need to look at this more seriously. And I think that's one of the reasons they're ignoring this, frankly, I think that at the moment, they don't have any basis to disprove any of the assertions that D'Souza might be making, and until they do that, they certainly don't want to give it any profile. No, and I, I will send you a link to it, uh, Jeff, because you should see it. I watched it, and I now believe that uh, that the election was stolen, so I'm, I'm not afraid to say that uh, until somebody proves to me that everything that Dinesh D'Souza has in this movie is wrong, I'm going to go with... Uh, that it was uh, the the election was completely uh, destroyed by fraud and uh, malfeasance, but that's just me. I'll send you the link. Meanwhile, I want to get back to uh, uh, the uh, the story about the the shooting in Buffalo and how the media is handling it mm-hmm. uh, or are handling it. Uh, I only have about two minutes here. How do you think Tucker Carlson should respond to this tonight on his show, and how do you think he will? <laughs> well. He's not one to back away from a challenge, no. so no. I would be shocked if he doesn't address this somehow. And, and I think what he should do is just go on in as in 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 straightforward and fact-based approach as possible, point out what he has said on his show, just to remind people, and also point out where in this guy's manifesto the guy is not happy with Fox News, mm-hmm. uh, but also just to try to point out very clearly that it's very hard to draw any cause-effect relationship from some guy who is criminally insane uh, to having watched any sort of television show. And we, we don't even know necessarily that this guy even watched Tucker Carlson. I mean, it, it is such a reach. I mean, I, I wouldn't pretend to be an expert, but I do study this stuff. Causation from having consumed media to actually going to commit an action is, is almost impossible to ever prove. And he's not I, mentioned in his manifesto. No, so, I mean, guys, guys who play, like, violent video games don't necessarily walk down the street and commit violence, okay? Right, right. And so the, the, the media is, a, is one thing, the behavior is a totally different one, and there are so many factors that affect what will lead somebody to commit a, a violent act that have nothing to do with media consumption. Now, I'm not saying that media plays no role in our culture, because it does, but for somebody to actually commit an act there would have to be a lot of other factors that would contribute to that, other than just the fact that he watched media. And that would include whether he goes to church, whether he has solid friends, whether he has a, you know, an, an emotional disease, any number of other things that would contribute to that. And I think Tucker Carlson needs to explain that to the people who apparently don't get it. Yep, I'll be watching tonight. I'm guessing you will probably be watching too, and 
This would be a night to watch. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm out of time. Always great to have you, Jeff. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Okay. That's Jeff McCall, professor of communications at DePaul University. We'll be right back. News. I'm John Scott. Starting the work week with not so good news. Gas prices are up. Gas is $4.48 a gallon on average, says the AAA, up 16 cents in a week. A year ago, gas was $1.44 a gallon cheaper. And listen to this. Gas is about $6 a gallon in California, but a comparatively comfy $3.99 a gallon in Georgia. What can you do? Well, the AAA has some tips. First of all, slow down. Drive the speed limit. Avoid jackrabbit starts. Don't idle. Limit your use of air conditioning and park in the shade. I'm Rita Foley. You're pushing its, uh, to toughen its response to Moscow's invasion with Sweden joining Finland in deciding to seek NATO membership and European Union officials working to rescue proposed sanctions on Russian oil. This is SRN News. This is jaw-dropping. 2,000 Mules, the shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. Cell phone geo-tracking tells the truth behind the 2020 election conspiracy. Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than 1,100 mules. This is organized crime. They have ruined election day in the United States of America. That's provable. See the proof for yourself. 2,000 Mules. Watch it or buy it today at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Hi, Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Step up your grilling game with our Solaire Portable Infrared Grills. Our Compact Everywhere is a favorite of RVers and trailer pullers. Solaire Infrared provides the quick sear for bar marks and texture needed to properly finish sous vide. Use a portable alongside your larger conventional grill to create an instant sear zone and more juicy and flavorful food. Learn more at BestHotGrill.com. Affordable, powerful, portable infrared grills at BestHotGrill.com. Okay, we admit it. Pittsburgh is famous for steel. But what about all the other things we're famous for? Take 1980, when we invented the emoticon. How's that for a smiley face? And the terrible towel. Come on, who else can turn a common household item into a sports icon? The Big Mac? Yeah, that was us in 1967. See, we figured if we like it, so will America. And boy, were we right. You get it. We get it. And this station gets you. AM 1250. The answer. Hey, Earl, did you hear that Senator Mastriano voted to pass Act 77? You're kidding. Isn't that the law that allowed no-excuse mail-in ballots that the Democrats are abusing? Yeah, but it's worse than that. Mastriano also proposed that folks with COVID should be mandated to register with the government or be punished. And that's a violation of my privacy rights. I... What will they come up with next? A tax increase? You know, Earl, now that you mention it, he has. Mastriano is proposing a 60% increase in our Pennsylvania income tax. Wow. Unbelievable. I'm sure glad I talked to you guys. Don't be like Earl. Get the facts. Doug Mastriano can't be trusted. Paid for by Pennsylvania Patriots for Election Integrity, LLC. 
This is jaw-dropping. 2,000 Mules, a shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. Cell phone geo-tracking tells the truth behind the 2020 election conspiracy. Philadelphia alone, we've identified more than 1,100 mules. This is organized crime. They have ruined election day in the United States of America. That's provable. See the proof for yourself. 2,000 Mules. Watch it or buy it today at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. AM 1250. In FM 92.5, The Answer, WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got The Answer. On outbound 28, delays from Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. And the off-ramp from outbound 28 to Delafield Avenue shut down through mid-June for construction. Parkway East delays inbound 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound heavy from Bates Street up to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Parkway West, that's congested inbound between Green Tree Road and the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Delay of about six minutes. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Clear to partly cloudy skies for tonight with a low of 53. Partly sunny tomorrow. Breezy in the afternoon. The high 68. Partly cloudy tomorrow night. Low 46. Wednesday, clouds and sun with a passing shower in the afternoon. will reach a high Wednesday of 67. Mostly cloudy Wednesday night. Low 58. Mostly cloudy and warmer Thursday. High 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. Your product is amazing. I can't believe how much different I feel. (laughs) My energy level is off the chain. (laughs) You know, I'm 67 years old as of yesterday. Okay, and uh, it's off the chain. I'm out there. I'm in business for myself, and I'm out there doing a young buck game, and they can't keep up with me. Um, I sleep better. I eat better. I don't know, man. I, I think the product, if, I, if I'd have known eating this much fruit and vegetables would have done this to me when I was a kid, I've been eating them like this ever since I was young. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature right now. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com for more information or to place your order. Shipping is always free. And don't forget to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code balance. The United States Deputy Sheriff's Association is a national nonprofit and the largest non-governmental provider of services to law enforcement. The USDSA assists city, county, state, and federal agencies with free safety equipment donations and officer survival training along with cash donations to families of law enforcement officers who perish in the line of duty, college scholarships for the children of law enforcement, a citizen awareness program, and more. For more information on the USDSA and how you can help, visit usdeputy.org. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. You know, if I were uh, if I were a lot younger living in California, I think I could get rich investing in two businesses. A U-Haul franchise for all the people who were planning on leaving and a guard dog training business. We actually did a show on that here one day about this. But a guard dog training business for all the store owners out there who... Uh, you know, they watch shoplifters come and go without anybody even objecting, much less trying to stop them. Victoria Taft of PJ Media and the Adult in the Room podcast has become, I guess, kind of the unofficial West Coast correspondent for this show. She joins us now. Vic, uh, Victoria, thanks for coming on again. Hey, I'd love to be in Tulin along the highways and byways of Southern California as we speak. Good, good. So I, I as part of your 
West Coast, uh, Mest Coast installment at PJ Media. You included a video uh, of a T-Mobile clerk in a T-Mobile store tackling a shoplifter. And it was shocking to see because it almost never happens. Um, you know, the, the shoplifters come and they kind of just shop and then they leave. This, they leave out the paying part. Uh, is, that yeah. a, is that a California thing or a West Coast thing? It's a West Coast thing. Uh, when you don't enforce the law, you get less reverence and adherence to the law. Isn't that weird how that works out? Amazing, yeah. So, <laughs> so, but it, it's it, I, the videos I see seem to come from San Francisco and L.A. But it's is it a, yeah. is it a kind of an up and down the coast thing? Well, you don't see as much looting in Portland, but you do in Seattle. Uh, in fact, I talked to a business owner in Seattle just I don't know about a week and a half ago, and it was just kind of a mind blower. Where this poor guy, he's been robbed, he's been burglarized, I should say, technically burglarized. Four times since he opened his business in January. That's like he's tracking for one each month, yeah, practically. Yeah, once a month. And, and finally, finally, the, you know, he, he kept calling the cops on the drug dealers hanging out in front of his store. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when you want drugs, you go to the doggy daycare. Am I right? Right, right, of course. And, and so... <laughs> Finally, he stopped calling the cops because they never came. But, you know, when the fourth burglary came around, it was a hot prowl. And when the fourth one came around, who do you think called the cops? The drug dealers. Why? Well, because they want to make sure that they have a place that's safe to keep coming back to so they can sort of stand around nearby. And um, it wasn't it wasn't the drug dealers breaking into his shop all the time. He didn't recognize anyone on the cameras. It was just some guy, probably one of their customers. And so what happened was there because the police never showed up except the last time where they told him, "Hey, you know what would be a great idea if you bought some cameras <laughs> for your business." And <laughs> the guy says, "You know." Uh, well, I, I had cameras, and they were stolen in the third burglary you never came to. <laughs> yeah, and if you get if you get cameras, you, it'll be great because you, they can rob you blind, but you'll get the you, your video will go viral on uh, oh, on YouTube yeah. or Twitter, so it'll be great for you. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can monetize as a Twitter account or something. And so, what, what happened as a result of all of this stuff with the cops or lack thereof? The drug dealer said, "Look, yo, bro, we will." Keep watch of your store. We'll keep people from being in front of your store if you, you know, show us a little yeah. respect and, you know, not well, call the cops anymore. While we're shooting up, yeah. So um, the shop owners out there not know about the Second Amendment? Hasn't that reached there yet? Or what's what's up with that? What? How about getting the can gun? You, can you imagine? Can you imagine um, being tried in King County, Seattle, King County? Uh, for a possession of a gun. Uh, you know, the Washington State has a uh, pretty, I'd say, better than California gun policy, and they do freely, and it's a shall-issue shall state. So it's all good there, but can you imagine trying to get a court to go, or a jury of your so-called peers to go along with... Uh, you know, letting you walk in case you 
you know, nailed the guy with your, you know, Glock 19. Yeah. And oh, BT Dubs, uh, the store owner, is a, he's a new gun owner. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see what happens Yeah, there. maybe there'll be a video of him shooting somebody, which I wouldn't have an objection yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, I, well, <laughs> I mean, that T-Mobile guy, the, yeah. the, the story you started with, yeah. that, that was my feel-good story of the week. Yeah, and that guy had a gun. The guy, the, 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 the video shows the the guy just uh, walks in, he's throwing uh, phones in a bag. All those phones are not cheap. He's throwing them in a bag, and he goes to leave, and the guy comes from behind the counter, tackles him, and stays on top of him. By the way, the, the burglar had his pants down about halfway, almost to the end, below his butt cheeks, <laughs> which I I think that if you're going to rob a store, it's probably not, in case you have to run, I wouldn't want to have my pants down below my butt cheeks because that kind of it, it cuts down on your speed. But anyway, the guy had a gun. He had a gun, and the guy tackled him anyway and took it away from him, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know if he initially saw the gun yeah. when he tackled him, but one of the passerby saw the bad guy with a gun, so it's possibly pulled it out of his pocket. That guy's lucky to be alive. But the other thing is, is it could have been another Trayvon Martin kind of a situation oh, yeah. where, I mean, that guy could have been, I mean, he could have been just killed by this guy bashing his head onto the concrete. Um, it could have, you know, I, I just say it would be the party's, in the opposite place in that case, but uh, he's lucky. He's like, I bet you anything he's been fired. Yeah, you know what, I, you I, I just thought of something, too, because I, I was in a T-Mobile uh, store, this was a few years ago, and um, I was uh, get, uh, looking at a phone or something, and it was at night, and there was a woman working in there, she was by herself. It wasn't in a nasty neighborhood or anything, but she was by herself. And I said to her, you know, uh, you worry at all about you're you're here by yourself and there's you know nothing nobody around. I said, uh, you worried at all? I said, uh, do you have a gun by any chance? She said, well, T-Mobile says we're not allowed to have a gun, but then she told me, <laughs> but my dad made sure that I have a gun and I know how to shoot it, so I'm not worried about it. But wow. I, my guess would be that in the case of T-Mobile, that if that that guy who was working in that store, he is not allowed to have a gun. Uh, they won't let them, and that's, I think, the case with a lot of a lot of uh, national chains. I don't care what neighborhood you're in or how many times you've been robbed; they don't want you having a gun. So, and, yeah. and you, you don't think the the people who do the shoplifting know that? Yeah, they like to have that one step away from the franchise. So they hire a security team with guns, yeah, but they don't have the liability. Yeah, right. That's you know, that's all that's all about. So, yeah, it's uh, what a what a crazy week in the West Coast and West Coast updates over at PJ Media. Yeah, uh, did you did you did you happen to like the first the the, the first story in that? Yeah, that's what to, I was just just going to get to after I reminded people who you are, Victoria Taft of PJ Media and uh, Adult in the Room podcast. Yeah, uh, so what was it that the state of Washington was doing with prisoners, and why did the current governor and attorney general try to cover that up? Isn't it interesting? It, I'll tell you exactly why they tried to cover it up, because they didn't want documentation showing experimentation, forced vaccines, and forced medications a la MKUltra CIA uh, experiments on individuals in the 50s to the 70s to make the light of day in light of 
Governor Jay Inslee, the worst governor this side of Gretchen Whitmer, and uh, in terms of COVID response, to have that comparison and contrast with what they'd done forcibly on prisoners back in the day. So what Jay Inslee and Bob Ferguson, the the AG of the state of Washington, did was they chose, and there's a paper trail showing, they chose to scuttle the paperwork. They hid it. And were it not for a... a uh, whistleblower, we would not know those documents existed. And what exactly were they doing to these prisoners? Shooting them up with a well, several kinds of drugs, one of which had a LSD kind of reaction in inducing psychosis and amnesia. And if you recall the MK Ultra experiments from the CIA, which was uncovered, I think in the, uh, I want to say the 90s maybe, but these went on until the 70s. And, you know, you had too many former CIA uh, assets or officers jumping out of second floor windows and doing crazy stuff and committing heinous acts. Uh, Ted Kavinsky, for example, was in the MK Ultra program by the CIA to find out if they could induce mind control using drugs on people to see if they would do their bidding for whatever. The CIA very openly later, obviously, admitted to doing that. In fact, I linked it to that story, a New York Times story about it, in case I you know, somebody would say, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. No, they owned up to it. They opened the books on it, and you found out all kinds of interesting individuals, uh, among them Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, being a member and participant in the MK Alter experiment. And indeed, what they were doing in the state of Washington was something similar. I don't believe it was a hospital or prison used by the CIA in their experimentation, but certainly they were informed of that idea by the CIA experiments. Uh, they were doing a lot of that stuff. You know, the turn on, uh, the tur- tune out, turn on. Drop and out. Yeah. What it was the drop out. Yeah, that yeah. was the whole Timothy Leary, let's do experiments with LSD thing, which came a little bit, not not much, lady, but then they decided to do it with the CIA. So, And indeed, that's what they were doing to prisoners in the state of Washington. So it's, it's uh, not... Um, it's understandable that the sitting governor and the attorney general who were pushing vaccines on people who may not have wanted to get a vaccine would not want that Bad story optics. to be known. Bad optics. Yeah, yeah. doesn't so look can you good. Imagine? So the public good uh, information, I mean, that that should actually anger a lot of people, certainly in the state of Washington and elsewhere. We have one of the biggest autocratic bullies in the United States of America, sitting in a state house, and he decides, well, you know, gosh, that kind of looks bad for me. So he, there is a conscience there. There is a point at which he says, gosh, this might make me look bad, and there, and he can draw the distinction and the similarities between that which they did to prisoners in the 1950s to the 70s and what they're doing to their people now. And by the way, that story... And the story about the guy who is the doggy daycare owner mm-hmm. who now has a tacit approval with drug dealers to watch out for him, it is a direct result of Jay Inslee's uh, programs or his ideas that there aren't enough cops on the beat right now. We have 
few cops in Seattle on the beat, a record low. They are using overtime to fill the regular spots for cops to patrol. There's no extra. Mm -hmm. It's overtime for normal coverage. It's a disaster. And they're still pooping on the street. And they're pooping on the street. And the reason the cops aren't throwing enough is because they left. They left because they were told they had to, you know, get shot up or get shipped out. So they shipped out. And uh, in the city of Portland, I meant to put this. In fact, I've got a, I'll I'll give you an exclusive view. City of Portland, they're now asking people who left because they were disgusted by so-called defunding as well as letting Antifa and BLM rioters run rampant. Um, They're now asking those former cops to come back. Oh, please. Oh, please. Oh, please. And it's like, you know, you know what? You're still the same. You haven't changed, Mayor. You haven't changed anyone else on the council. They got some real crackpots on that council. Yeah, Oof. if I and were, now they're asking them to come back. If I were one of those cops, I'd be working in uh, uh, Wyoming or South Dakota in a nice uh, small town and make a nice living and be as far away from that as I could get. Um, I only have about a little less than two minutes uh, to go here. I wanted to get to you about something else. We're talking to Victoria Taft of PJ Media. Uh, you wrote about John Durham's big day in Washington. I haven't seen anything about what happened today, but you wrote that this is about a lot more than one of Hillary's lawyers lying to the FBI. Got about a minute and a half. Oh, absolutely. No, this is a this is a story uh, that uh, this is a case that is being used to tell the tale in exquisite detail by John Durham, the special counsel looking into what the derivation was, the origin story of the. Trump-Russia collusion plot. And, of course, now we know, we have benefit of hindsight, and know that it was Hillary Clinton buying the storyline from Russians and her minions in the political uh, the political Washington Beltway to get what she wants. She doesn't this story out there. And included in that is this Michael Sussman, who was an attorney for Perkins Coie, the big powerhouse Washington law firm that uh, he represented in, he was a, a specialist in online hack, hacking kinds of things, and that kind of specialization, cybersecurity kinds of uh, litigation. He was their expert. So he knew all about it. He knew all the players. He knew the people who put together the Steele dossier, uh, Fusion GPS, who hired Christopher Steele to write the lying lies about Trump and hookers peeing on bed for for Trump. Mm-hmm. We found out as a result of this that they were able to get this and still this into the poisoned the political water table of Washington DC, all the alphabet agencies in order to bring down Donald Trump. This is no mere he lied to the FBI case. Yeah, I got to go, but that, it's just it's just the uh, it's just a way to get it started, right? I it's uh, oh, yeah. open up a can of worms as you say. Hey, I appreciate it, yep. Victoria. I'm out of time. Thank you. Thanks, John. All right, that's Victoria Taft of PJ Media, Adult in the Room podcast. We'll be right Here's Dave White. We need less talk and more action. My father was a steam fitter. My mother, a homemaker. Their dream for me was to achieve opportunities greater than the ones they had. 
And like my parents and so many of you, I want to ensure that we can provide that same opportunity for all of our children. Dave White's a dedicated family man, unapologetic conservative, job-creating entrepreneur. I am not a politician. If you are looking for a candidate with decades of experience in Harrisburg or Washington, I am just not that candidate for you. If you want safer streets, if you want to lower taxes, if you want to fix our elections once and for all, if you want to put parents back in charge of our children's education, join our campaign. I will take less talk and more action to Harrisburg. Paid for by Friends of Dave White. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. President Trump has a message. Don't vote for Kathy Barnett. She lost her race as a congressional candidate by more than 20 points. And the problem is nobody knows what she stands for, who she is. Kathy Barnett wants a statue of Barack Obama built. Listen to what Sean Hannity says. I don't know a single Republican, not one, that would ever want to put a statue of Barack Obama next to Abraham Lincoln. President Trump is right. Don't vote for Kathy Barnett. President Trump endorses Dr. Oz. I've known Oz for many years. He's pro-life, he's pro-God, he's pro-Second Amendment, and 100% pro-MAGA. And Oz will strongly support our military, our police. Dr. Oz will restore parental rights. He will ban the ridiculous critical race theory. And he will keep men out of women's sports. I'd just like you to get out on Tuesday and vote for Dr. Oz. He's a spectacular person. He will never let you down. I'm Dr. Mehmet Oz. I candidate for U.S. Senate, and I approve this message. Paid for by Dr. Oz for Senate. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Be voting in any primary tomorrow. I don't know about you. I don't vote because I'm not in the political party. I'm an independent. Never been a member of any party. Uh, don't know. And, and believe me, I I voted for Republicans 99.9 percent of the time. I just have a thing about being a member of a party. I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of the Republican Party as a as an organization. Not that I don't think they're much better than the Democrats, just that I just don't, I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm not voting. So, but um, there will be a vote tomorrow and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I can tell you who, if I were voting, who I wouldn't vote for, with all due respect to the ad you just heard, I would not be voting for uh, Dr. Oz. Now he's, I'm glad that they're advertising here, but all the candidates are. Um, I just don't, I'm not buying it. Sorry. Um, but the the other people, I, I don't know. But uh, I just know that I would vote for all of them over whoever the Democrats come up with because I just don't want 
to be controlled by Democrats in the state of Pennsylvania or in the United States of America uh, in the next uh, couple of years. So um, we'll talk about it tomorrow. Thanks for listening today, and uh, I'll see you then. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.